Welcome to the first real episode of That's That on That with Emma Lux. So today, being the first episode, I had to bring in the girl that got this all started with me, my dearest friend, <laughs> Milena Gallo. I feel like there should be like a hello, like a sound effect here, Thank like you. where applause. Milena helped me with like coming up with all the deets with this podcast from the start. She helped with the graphic. She literally made the graphic. I should say she helped. She made the graphic. She helped me decide on the name of the podcast. She helped me do this in this episode right now. She is right there by my side. So thank you for coming today, Milena. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Happy to help. Okay, so one thing I want to ask right off the bat, which I think I'll probably do with every guest, what was your first impression of me? Okay, so this takes me way back. So I was thinking about this when you asked me a couple days ago, and I'm going back and forth between whether it was in peer mediation, that little program that took us way back on the third floor of our middle school, or if it was through entertainers, because I remember we were both involved in that like sixth grade, but I think we actually got to know each other in seventh grade. Um, So it's weird because my first impression of you is like another human being was definitely just like, I knew you from entertainers, (laughs) but um, (laughs) as like an actual like person who I was like, oh my gosh, like this girl's cool. Like we're going to be friends. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like you gave off that energy. Like I, this always happens to me. This happened to me multiple times in college. I always get these like friend crushes on people. Where, oh my like, gosh, we've talked about this. We've I literally want talked to about be this. friends with. Yes. Yes. There's always people I really want to be friends with, and I'm like, Emma Lux is a cool girl. Like, I want to be friends with her. Aww, so so sweet. What was your first impression of me, Emma? Oh my gosh, Milena. Okay, same idea as like there's first impression of like knowing you as another specimen like on this earth. Like <laughs> first time was probably entertainers. For those of people that don't know entertainers it was our middle school like drama club oh yes and wow looking back just wow it was called a drama <laughs> club for a reason that's always <laughs> it was double casted so like every role there was two people which like with 12 year olds is just asking for drama first off there were like a hundred people in it like no every year just in the cast anyway yeah, so basically my first, like, oh, she's a human impression was definitely, like, entertainers. Because I think, like, you were in it sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we both did Greece. And then seventh grade was peer mediation. And for people who don't know what peer mediation oh, is, it's iconic. So the advisor of peer mediation, bless her soul. I wonder how she's doing in quarantine. No, but um, <laughs> she would just allow anybody to come to peer mediation. It was supposed to be like a club who like, it was like peers who like helped other peers mediate their problems. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we ended up causing more problems. No, we definitely caused more problems. Between like when we were in it in seventh grade and eighth grade, I think there was like one mediation that occurred. Oh yeah. 100%. In seventh grade when I like trained to be a peer mediator. Peer mediator. Oh man, we literally had training. Yeah. That was weird. How funny is that? We, like, took a day off of classes. Yeah, an entire day off of classes, like, out of school. And we did, like, share your trauma, like. <laughs> and I was talking about using I statements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like, valuable information, but, like, we just did nothing with it. Um. Wow, what a time. No, but yeah. I remember being, Good like, lessons. I am so prepared to help my peers. Because, like, our meetings were, like, during lunch every day at like the separate room like yeah. far away from the well room. i think like the training was supposed to be during like lunch like the trainings were meant to be for lunch and then we just kind of like kept 
going during lunch. Like, right. he just, like, didn't stop. I think every once in a while, the the advisor would, like, come up with, like, real activities or, like, real topics that we should discuss as peer mediators. <laughs> but I don't think she expected us to go there every day. So then soon it became, like, like, like literally every day. Like, I'm not joking when we say every day. It was um, just our friends. It, like, it, it turned into our it, Our friend group was just in a separate room, like, halfway across the school. <laughs> like, having a private lunch. <laughs> like, a board meeting. I think I, after sixth grade, I think I ate in the cafeteria, like, twice. Oh, for sure. When our advisor would have, like, an appointment, like, a doctor's appointment or something, she would have to, like, tell us, like, oh, guys, just to let you know, like, I won't be in school tomorrow, so you're gonna have to sit in the cafeteria. And, like, the fear (laughs) that rushed over us. We'd, like, plan out, like, we'd text each other. We'd kick each other (laughs) the night before. Oh, my God, Oh, my God. Oh, middle school. Also, like, keep in mind, we had, we, we were divided into three, like, they were called teams, and you could only eat with people in your team. So, like, Emma was on a different team than me and right. could eat with her. So that's why we really utilized peer mediation to eat together. And then that <laughs> that basic right was taken away from us. Oh, for sure. In the cafeteria. Hence why we didn't like it. Yeah. We really, like, found a loophole. We did. We were, we were smart. We were smart cookies. We were smart cookies. But at the same time, like, we definitely did not... We were not doing what peer mediators should be doing during lunch. We were, like talking drama talking about the people that we didn't like like we were not keeping on track at all and she would just sit back in the corner at her (laughs) desk and like awkwardly laugh and like hope we were being nice (laughs) that poor woman we really put her through it gotta love her no really i hope she's doing well (laughs) we've we've been friends for a really long time isn't that insane we no we really have like seven or eight years is like almost yeah and almost every single thing that we did together in like high school was like everything we did like I feel like there wasn't an activity that I did that you didn't do and, yeah like, vice versa yeah oh my god for sure the prime things were yeah oh for like, sure for were sure together so we move into high school both of us do volleyball all four years that was really came out of left field like that <laughs> was a plot twist if I have ever seen one in my life I honestly, so I went into volleyball because my brothers, right? Like, my family all mm-hmm. did volleyball. Do you remember why you mm-hmm. did volleyball? Okay, so this is, some, this is some hot tea. Oh, this is tea. So, I had done, like, acting all the way leading up to, like, high school. And the fall was when the musical was. Mm-hmm. So, I, I knew, I was like, okay, like, I can do the musical like I was expecting to. But I remember I was, like, having, like, drama. I, I feel like we were the most dramatic people. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I was having, like, drama with some of the people that were in the theater sector. Oh. Oh, Like, gee. I didn't want to be around them. Oh, 100%. So, like, I didn't want to be around these people. And I was, like, frustrated. So I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, I'm going to make a statement. Little, like, 13-year-old Milena. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make a statement. Like, I'm not doing the, the musical. Yeah. And so I know you were doing volleyball. And I was like, you know what? Me, oh the least athletic person still to this day, I was like, I'm going to do volleyball. <laughs> and I went to the first trial. I remember my mom dropping me off. I was so scared. Mm. She dropped me off, like, the back of the building that I was supposed to be going in like, the front. It was just a hot mess <laughs> in the beginning. Oh, my god! But one of the best decisions I made during yes. my career. Oh, what a time. Freshman a time. year in general was just a hot mess. <laughs> then we went all four years through volleyball. We went mm-hmm. through it all. Won't mention any oh, names, but night. we went through it 
Aww. And oh then God. we became co-captains, which is, like, insane. That, I, like, I really shouldn't have been a captain, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I I had a broken ankle at the time, <laughs> and so I was just going to, like, be the, like, the staple hype girl of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like... I also think it was like partially like a pity, like okay, you're broken, like captain. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! But it was fun. I really loved it. We were great co-captains. We were really we great co-captains. No, that was really good. That was really fun. And then we fun. also awesome. did, we did show choir. Ah, what a time! And oh. then we also did unified theater and a ton of other things. We went to Disney World together. Oh my god! That was like the best thing ever. You got me into Relay for Life. Yes. Now. We are both in college at completely different institutes with completely different oh, yes. interests. And for the viewers, where are you? Um, so I go to Bentley University. It's up in um, Waltham, Mass, near Boston. Um, and it's an all-business school. So there's nothing other than business. Ugh. If you're going there, you're doing business. Yes. So the way I found like my way to business was like all through high school. I know I hated science and I hated math. And, I mean, granted, there is a lot of math in business. So I don't know why Like I thought that was like completely... <laughs> disregarding it but um I knew I didn't want to do like anything like doctory or sciencey mm-hmm. um so I really enjoyed like doing like all like the theater acting and stuff but like you know what we're gonna we're gonna go a different path yes. and so I chose to do business because I really like people and so business is very like people you know you're constantly interacting with people for sure um and also I chose marketing so my my field of studies marketing and I have an, a minor it's called information design and corporate communication um, so it's more of like that graphic design and everything um, that I'm really into. So uh, I thought these would be a really good way to like kind of have a good balance of creativity, being able to talk to people, interact with people. Um, so ultimately, I do want to work for like a smaller mid- to mid-sized um, marketing firm and help like smaller companies to, um, you know, construct their marketing plans, be creative in that aspect with helping them with that. And um, just like really like get to know some small companies and um yeah, do that in the future. Hopefully, if this in this economy, you never know what's gonna happen. But <laughs> hopefully, in wow. a couple of years, that's what I'm doing. That I just want to let you know, listening to you like say all that and like list all that off. Wow, I need to get my life together. Stop. No, I literally, I like it's probably gonna change a hundred times through. But seriously, hearing you say all that, I'm like, wow, she's got her shit together. You are a businesswoman. Oh, but I don't. <laughs> you are a businesswoman. I I try. I mean, like <laughs> I I put on that front, you know. Um, yeah. Bentley's a very interesting school. I will say that because, like I said, everyone is in business, mm-hmm. so you already know everyone has LinkedIn. If you want to stalk someone, gotta go. You can go on LinkedIn and find them. We all, we literally all take a class that is like called career development, and it's our freshman year. And one of the assignments is to create a LinkedIn page. So That's you so go to funny. Bentley, you have a LinkedIn um and so that's yeah, really you know. good like that's really good that they have that class yeah that's awesome it's no it's great we, we like learn all about resumes we learn about um like writing cover letters so i've written like hundreds and thousands of cover letters oh um mm-hmm. but <laughs> great business school i love it yeah. uh, i feel like it really does prepare you for like the real world that's just crazy like and looking back now that we're like talking about the years prior this was definitely your path like you are such a people person so when we did unified theater which we'll talk about for a sec oh yeah milena was on the board with me we both joined junior year perfect yeah yeah yeah. and you you were what was your role called like because i don't even know my title junior year who knows but anyway oh i think i was activity coordinator or i think we were co-activity coordinators or something oh yeah 
Yeah, that sounds right. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, we were both Mm -hmm. in Unified Theater freshman year and went all the way through. And then junior year, we joined the board together and joined with our dear friend Connor Garrity, which he will definitely be on this podcast later. Oh, what a guy. And I knew literally, I knew before that, but definitely junior year, I was like, oh, this girl's going into business. Going back to what you were saying before about it all being a front, like, you truly do have your shit together, though. <laughs> like, at least it looks Stop like it. it. I, no, I, I feel like it is a front, though. Like, I, okay, my whole thing is I love being creative, as you know, but I need that organization. Oh, for sure. Like, as an underlying, like, factor because I can't go into a project like completely open-ended like there needs to be some Mm -hmm. kind of like requirements for it and like some kind of like starting point and then I like being creative within those guidelines but I don't like that's why I can never be like an art major because it's just like it's extreme creativity so that's why I feel like business was that balance of like organized creativity oh my gosh I love that no I found more and more throughout college that like I probably lean towards that as well I think that's why I do a lot of, like, um, like, I'm more involved in, like, the student-run theater aspect at school, and so I'm able to get my fix, I guess, a little bit in more of the, like, business side of theater, um, rather than, like, the creative Mm -hmm. side, and that's when I'm like, oh, I could totally do this, worst comes to worst, at least there's some stability here, (laughs) like. Stop. Well, I will say, I I also always throw middle school high school I saw you if anyone like going into theater just because like not not only were you good at it but you also like understood things in the sense that you weren't setting your expectations astronomically high like you knew yourself you knew the industry and so every decision that you made was very informed with it which is so important um and but I also have always seen like the people person side of you so having that as a backup plan is 100% like very important first of all it's like it's good to have that not saying that you won't be successful because I think like I said if anyone is you will be um (laughs) but just like this it just goes to show like that you are level-headed in this and you're not like you're following your dreams but in a realistic way which I think is oh yeah and I think I think that's a thing too that I like I think any person that goes into college or any person that, like, goes on to a next step in their career or, like, education mm-hmm. has to, like, keep in mind that, like, oh, I can't put all of my eggs in this one basket, you know? Like, mm-hmm. in any major. Like, there are people that I know at school that are, like, physician's assistants, right? But, like, they're still in, like, mm-hmm. the pre-law society because, you know, they did mock yeah. trial in high school and, like, who knows? They might get a minor in... Mm-hmm gov and i think it's also awesome to choosing to pursue other interests um mm-hmm. i think that's super important like anybody's education yeah, i agree i think having like an open mind with like what the future could hold because we don't even know like what you know we're gonna have as careers and our career path might not even exist yet that's the other thing that's just crazy mm-hmm. and um like i've always like thought about you know, going into business, going into marketing, but I've learned in my time at that land that there's so many paths within marketing. There's so many, like, there's data, like, marketing research I'm taking a class in. There's mm-hmm. a more creative side, but then there's also, like, I can choose to work for corporate companies. I can choose to work for smaller firms. I can choose to work in a firm, like, on their marketing or do a consulting or something like that. So right. there's so many different paths within it, and I think you have to go in open-minded to these things and, um, yeah, kind of just figure it out, because yeah, like a marketing degree for me could look completely different than a marketing degree for somebody else. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like I always say that too when people, like you know the the 
classic adult, what are you going to do after college? And I always say, like, wherever my passion leads me, <laughs> because oh, yeah, there's definitely. so many options. For the viewers who may not know, um, <laughs> I am getting a theater performance major at Wagner College and a government and politics minor now, officially. I didn't even know you had a minor, Emma. I know. Yeah, We're just making it official. Ooh. One of the things I love about my minor is that with things in high school, like AP Gov and Model UN, like that sort of stuff, I loved, but like, I didn't want to give that up just because I had another passion that I was putting my major towards. And so that's what I love. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about Wagner is that it's allowing me to like pursue all these passions, which is awesome. Everyone's always like, oh, like, what are you going to do with like a theater major? And I'm like, well, learning to be an actor or learning to be a musical theater professional as a major is so important for wherever I want to take it whether I want to be a director a choreographer a theater educator like I could work at any art school in America at this point um and then on top of that if I want to work on the business side of theater knowing how actors are and like the training for that like I think that makes me much more informed when it comes to choosing to be on that side of the end there's so many options and I think that like Especially for anybody that's listening to this that's not in college right now, <laughs> like, just know that, that, like, whatever major you choose yeah. or you choose to change, which is totally fine, um, like, there's just so many options within that major. So something that I will always, like, remember from high school, which is crazy, we had a career fair. I don't know if you remember these, Emma. The little career fairs are, like, college, I think they were college fairs. I don't think they were Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I went up to a table. I don't, I don't even remember the college was, but I was talking to this woman and I was like, yeah, like not really sure what I want to do yet. She's like, that's completely fine. Like she grabbed, so she graduated from as a musical theater major, I think from NYU, mm-hmm. which is like crazy. And now she's in marketing. And I'm like, you, you do not need to know what the rest of your life is going to look like as a high school senior, as a college senior. Like you just don't need to know. Right. Like, I feel like things just happen the way they're going to happen. And a year ago, I didn't, I thought I wanted to do corporate marketing, but now I want to do more of the solid business marketing. So yeah. it really all can change in a year and a week. And it does. So it's the beauty of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, that's, that's another thing too, that like, when I was choosing my college, I made it a priority that like, Mm -hmm. I would not be so set in like this one path or like this one interest I can only pursue. Mm -hmm. Because that was us in high school, like we were doing 10,000 things. I couldn't not do that in college. That's I just love being busy. We love the hustle. Oh my gosh, we love the hustle. We love the hustle. Speaking of the hustle, um... One of the things that we were just talking about this the other day about this podcaster you love. I forget her name already. Katie Bellotti. Katie Bellotti. Thick and Thin. Great podcast. Thick and Thin. Listen, listen. I'm already like promoting other podcasts. Look at me. I'm such a podcaster. No, but um, you were talking about how she has episodes interest in the idea of the hustle culture. Mm. I personally haven't done much like reading into this. But I've always been interested in the idea of it or like understanding it and then being able to like identify it when I like don't feel like I'm doing enough yeah like I can finish a huge project that I've wanted to do or like something I wanted to do for fun and be like oh but this isn't like meaningful because I haven't done this and I feel like that's what hustle culture is yeah I know I mean it's just like that whole concept of like always not feeling like you're doing enough Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I really resonate with um especially like I mean you probably also feel this like 
but yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you being like a musical theater, like that's obviously super competitive, and every everyone at Bentley is so competitive, and it's so annoying. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's. I feel like people are constantly trying to like one up each other, and it's just. Yeah, I bet, I especially I at a school where it's all business it must feel like everyone's your competitor because everyone's going to the same yeah. field. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely does. And I mean, yeah, like, with theater, at least it's, like, only a certain amount of people that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that are, like, in your class or, like, in the program in, t- in general. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine going to an entire school of just theater people. I'd be like, oh, yeah. my God, <laughs> get me out. No offense to theater people. I cannot do that. <laughs> it's a lot. The Bentley culture is so strange because... Um, essentially, like, if you want to work at one of the big four, you will at Bentley. Like, you, mm-hmm. so many people enter their senior year with a job offer already. And just the fact that so many people have these jobs lined up already is just very, like, it adds that extra added pressure that right. you feel like you need to have a job going into your the senior year. The expectation, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that expectation, and it's it's very strange um, at Bentley having yeah. that. But I um, mean, it kind of does like that fire under you, which is good. I, I am a tour guide, as you know, um, and people <laughs> always ask me like why I love Bentley, why I chose Bentley, and I I will say that I think that people at Bentley are very supportive of one another. It's not mm-hmm. cutthroat. It's not like while we are like competing for a lot of the same jobs and the same industries and everything, people aren't like going to turn down offering to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are very you know supportive of you and that is something I really like love about Bentley is that we motivate each other to do do the best do the best we can but we're also not like tearing each other down which is it's It's a good balance I think yeah for sure let's talk like in general the idea of because we I remember talking about this like what a year ago with you or like seeing something Mm -hmm. on your finsta about this I mean like oh wait what and you like opened my mind to this idea (laughs) of just in general body image but specifically Mm -hmm. the thing you put on your finsta was like do you believe in or like do you i don't know understand the idea of um like skinny privilege is that the term so yeah it's like i saw this on like my twitter feed i think like a year ago yeah i was referring to like thin privilege which was very interesting to me Mm so um i'm definitely someone who's very passionate about like body positivity and everything um definitely have never been a tiny person um and it's it's definitely something that like um I was interested when I first saw this like twitter thread and obviously (laughs) I wanted to like do a little bit more research into it Mm -hmm. um so essentially obviously the whole idea of like having privilege is like that there's aspects of your life that make your life easier to live than other people who don't have those and after doing more research into this it, it does go both ways so it goes girls who um and men who are considered like plus size but then also like um people who may have really fast metabolisms and be extremely skinny um so when you're when you see people in public who are on either um, end of this extreme body type um it's just like that assumption that people make about their health so whether that be that if they are extremely skinny that they are like have an eating disorder or they aren't eating whereas they might just have a fast metabolism and Mm -hmm. then on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, if there is someone who is plus size or bigger, it's just the assumption that they're not healthy, that they don't work out, right. where that may not be the case. So um, there are, like, so many different uh, genetic things that may cause things like this. Uh, one of the main arguments like about the whole thin privilege thing is that um, your body type isn't something that you're born with, whereas things like race, gender, those are things that you're born with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is kind of, like, the main argument um, around this whole thing uh, from what I've researched. But... Uh, it's really interesting because, I mean, while there definitely, you know, there are lifestyle choices that go into, like, 
the way that your body is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a genetic, like I was saying. There's yeah, I was going like, to say, poly- like, there is a lot of it that is genetic. Absolutely. There's, like, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which is a, like, specific, uh, you know, disorder where it, it makes it really hard for you to lose weight. And any weight that you do gain, like, you really just hold on to it. So mm-hmm. that, you know, is is something that's harder. And as I was saying before, like, about these, like, privileges, it's just, like, the idea of things where, um, you know, if you are in this, like, mid-size range between, like, what is considered, like, standard sizing, mm-hmm. uh, it's the idea that people aren't making assumptions about your health. You see representation in the media of, like, your body type. And the biggest one, like, that people Even, really like, don't fashion. think about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the biggest thing is when you're going into a clothing store, you know that you'll be able to pick something out that flatters your body, that right. is going to be available in your size. Um, and... Honestly, like, growing up, like, I didn't always have that. Like, there'd be some times where I'd go into stores and I'd leave empty-handed, not because I didn't like the things, but because they weren't available in my size or they just, like, the sizing was small. And it's definitely, like, a big problem in our society. I mean, there's so many issues with, like, the whole idea of, like, body image and everything that are prevalent. Um, And, I mean, there are plus-size stores, definitely, that, um, you know, are trying to fix this problem, but they're more expensive. And it's just that, again, like, that separation. Like, there should just be sizes that fit everyone in all the stores that we go into so oh gosh, yeah. that's kind of like yeah that's like kind of what I've concluded from my research I mean it yeah. definitely is something that I'm more cognizant of now but um I mean it's not it's obviously not the biggest problem in the world but it is a problem um for some people so for sure uh, I mean don't get me wrong I think I think every girl every guy probably too has had points in their life where they've struggled with body image or struggled mm-hmm. with the way they look or how they feel in their own skin. There is this fitness business that's in the city. Yeah. Um, well, in, like, basically every major city. It's in D.C., it's in Boston, mm-hmm. everything. But I've been to a few of their classes. It's called 305 Fitness. They're doing free classes right now if you want to try it out. It's, like, on Ooh. the noon and 6 p.m. every day. It's free. It's Classic on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 305 Fitness sponsoring. No, but um, they did this live with this woman who, her name's Jessie Neeland, and mm-hmm. her life is towards changing the idea of body image and changing the mentality around body image. Mm-hmm. And one of her main things, and I literally DM'd her today because I wanted to like have the right resources for this. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. a podcaster who does research before my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one of her main things is body neutrality, right? Like okay. the idea of body positivity is one thing. Mm-hmm. Body negativity is another thing, but then yeah. body neutrality is another thing. Mm-hmm. And I found it so interesting when she was talking about it because one of the things that it connected with me is that, like, like I don't know, four-year-old me, like, ten-year-old me didn't even think about, like, oh, how do others see me right now in this clothes? Mm-hmm. Or, like, I was neutral. And so yeah. I would, like, it's just crazy that, like, it takes work to get to that place again now, you know, mm-hmm. of, like, not oh, trying to think about the way others may perceive me based off of Mm -hmm. how my body looks and one of the things she has like this post where she does like body positivity versus body neutrality um Mm -hmm. and body positivity is i feel good about myself because i know i'm beautiful and body neutrality is how i feel about myself has nothing to do with my appearance and i was like oh that's crazy to me because it's like i feel like i mean personally like I feel like it's always been something and so I have never been I for as long as I remember I have never been at that point right which is crazy that is crazy yeah the fact that that 
really getting really opening up on this. No, we are opening up. <laughs> um, and I mean, one thing I will also say is one of my biggest pet peeves is when people comment on pictures um, of thin models and they say like, oh, so it's like real women. Like these aren't real women, but like, yes, they are real women. Yeah. And one, one of my biggest pet peeves with the body positive movement is that there are instances where people tear down people who are thin and are naturally thin. Right. And no, it's like those girls are completely valid. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so are people who are 10 sizes bigger than them. It's, you know what I mean? Like, we need, like, that spectrum and we need the representation. We don't need to have a complete do-over where every single model is plus size because that's not the reality of right. the situation. It's having representation of everyone from a size double zero to a size 30 and, yes. you know, everything in between. Yeah. Like, I always get something in my skin when I see comments like that on pictures. No, because that's another <laughs> thing, too, is that, like the norm is that those are the body types that are represented and what mm-hmm. we don't realize is that because it's so much of a norm we, we i guess i didn't even just thinking about this i didn't realize mm-hmm. that there are some girls that see themselves in those models that maybe that is their body type and they're like yeah. okay because there's some people that are that body type and get the exact opposite reaction people say you need to eat more you know yeah and that's just yeah. not cool either and so e- that's equally as oh my god yeah telling someone to lose weight yeah so, and so being able yeah. to see people that they feel represent their body type as well is mm-hmm. just as important i guess the the body positivity movement is saying let's make sure that everybody feels that way let's mm-hmm. make sure everybody is represented yeah, I don't think you need to tear down anybody in order to make no. yourself feel better. And that's in any situation in life. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that's that on that. Am I right? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> just going to drop that in. Uh, don't get me wrong. I get the times where, like, emotions take over and mm-hmm. you're like, ugh, like, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And, like, for a millisecond, it feels good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, that didn't do anything. And that's the sort of journey I'm on, like, that I'm very much realizing now in college is that, like, in a a major, and I think for you, too, that, like, Mm -hmm. that's competitive. Mm -hmm. Bringing down others by saying something that's mean just simply doesn't do anything. I agree. I completely agree. If eighth grade us knew that, (laughs) we would be completely different at peer mediation, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) No, but I think that that's something that we could all learn. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we've we've grown a lot from eighth grade, Emma. (laughs) We have grown a lot from eighth grade. Are you kidding me? What a time. Uh, Wow. We really have. That was kind of like a good wrap-up. What the heck? That was like so natural. That was so natural. I know. And we kind of hit everything. So, wow. Okay. Let's end with some fun little more lighthearted since we really got into it by the end <laughs> that was really um, heavy honestly light- i did not expect that podcast <laughs> really opened up yeah right that's what that's what i'm not that is what we are here for okay i promised in my trailer it was going to be fun but it was going to be serious and you'd have everything in between and oh, that's yeah. why we're here i love it um okay so speed round questions first things first favorite hometown restaurant and order oh gosh okay well not really restaurant, but I gotta plug my safe place, Silk City Coffee. I knew I, you were gonna say that. Oh my god! I love Silk City so much. It's the vibe, the atmosphere. But my favorite thing to get is a 
I get an ice latte. I change up the flavoring. Sometimes I'll get vanilla. Sometimes I'll get caramel. And I've recently been really liking oat milk in it. And then they have like the best cinnamon ones I've ever had in my life. I've so, seen pictures. I've never had them. Oh my gosh. And so I kind of want to try. So either a cinnamon bun or a um, they have really good breakfast sandwiches that are mm-hmm. on like um, sourdough bread, or you can get either side of sourdough bread or green, and then they have like oh it's so good it's like a chipotle sauce and avocado, I think egg and bacon it's oh my oh. god I, I love breakfast sandwiches they're one of my favorite foods oh my gosh so oh, add Silk City into the mix and it's I will have to I have to check it out I'm like not a coffee tea like hot drink yeah. person at all so I would definitely be going there for. The cinnamon bun. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Emma, I think you'd love the cinnamon bun. <laughs> um, okay, what is one thing that you are curious about right now? Wow, that's very – something. okay, first of all, I would like to say that it's very hard to focus on other th- things other than the coronavirus right now. Uh, you know, it's literally being bombarded. I was actually kind of, like, <laughs> proud of us for not really mentioning it so far, but, like, wow. Yeah, it's the only it thing like we can talk about. Break. It's really the only thing we can talk about. <laughs> Honestly, so it's very hard to, you know, not think about it. But I mean, something that has been kind of interesting me recently is probably I mean, like I have been trying to get into um, more of the Adobe Creative Suites. Um, so there's little things like Photoshop, InDesign, uh, Lightroom, things like that. So I've been trying to self teach myself during this time in quarantine. Yes. Um, Add so that skill to those... your LinkedIn. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Me. But yeah, I've been trying to kind of get a better grip on those. I mean, um, as I was saying before, like, I am a marketing major, so I, like, wanted to have those skills, and I'm trying to self-teach myself and using this time to learn some new skills. Taking this time to, like, improve yourself through a new skill, I think, is so valuable. Mm. That's awesome you're doing that. I'm trying. <laughs> Out of curiosity, <laughs> did you use one of those things to make my graphic? I did. I used Illustrator for part of it, oh. and then the rest was done on my homegirl Canva. I literally love Canva. I love it's Canva! Like, such a, like, such an amateur, like, website but honestly it's just a job i am oh no i love canva if you know mm-hmm. how to work around it like you know i i shouldn't be talking i've come to you like two times to have <laughs> you help me make something on canva and you always no, do so it you're fun. like yeah yeah i'll have it ready by the morning and then i check and i'm like oh like it's beautiful <laughs> you're so good at it oh my gosh anyway i love i love canva what is some advice that you'd give someone wanting to enter your sort of major field slash school Oh, golly. Um, so one thing that, I mean, speaking to, like, marketing majors in general, I would definitely say, like, don't be afraid to bring up creative ideas because they could either flop or succeed. So I've been doing social media for a real estate company. In, it's located in Mass. I've been doing it remotely um, since the beginning of sophomore year. So for about, like, what is it, like eight months now. And I, every single day, pretty much, I post on their um, Instagram. I, like, create something, and sometimes my boss loves it, and sometimes he hates it. And I think it's just, like, the idea of continuing to pursue creative ideas, even after they may not be, um, you know, they may not align exactly with what the company wants. So that's something that I've definitely learned over the past year is, like, bringing my creative ideas to the table whenever I can. And if they're used, then that's great. And if not, then that's fine. We'll try again. And um, it's really cool when they are used and enjoyed. So I love that. That's something I would say to anyone going into marketing. Accepting failure, using it to motivate you to make you better for when you succeed. I love that. Yes, because creativity is very like weird realm. Yes. Definitely just keeping, keeping at it and keep trying. I mean, you know, take, like I said, like, 
try learning new skills when you can. Um, just try practicing whenever you can. No matter how many internships you have, you can always fall back on that saying, like, oh, like, you know, this is my experience I have. Like, I'm self-motivated in this sense. So, you know, seizing opportunities that come your way is something really important, I think. That is so well said. Like, wow. Stop. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? And let's keep in mind we're literally in the global pandemic right now, so it might be different than usual. Honestly, like, I feel like having conversations like this is something that really does inspire me. Um, I will say. I mean, like, Connor and Molly, I'm going to give them a little shout out. Yes, Um, Connor and Molly, if you listen to this. They're some of the most, like, inspirational people to talk to. The three of us have very similar goals. Like, we're all driven in the same way. So talking to them always motivates me. Like, it's funny. So I have, like I was saying, I've been practicing um, with the Adobe Creative Suite. And whenever I, like, am in a texting conversation with them and we're talking about, like, anything in the realm of marketing, creativity, design, and things like that, right after we end the conversation, that's always when I go on to practice. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta you know. improve myself. Yeah, and you inspire each other. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. You know, finding friends like that is really important. I mean, talking to people like you, Emma, is great. You know, having, Stop I feel it. like we, as you saw, and I mean, this recording is proof, that we like <laughs> can get like deep into these conversations. And I feel like it's always insightful and I love talking to people like that where we can have deeper conversation, but we can also kind of like laugh and talk about stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's a good time. I love, like, like I said, I'm a people person. I love talking to people. Like <laughs> Definitely that. Okay. One last question. Okay. This is hard. Are you ready? No. Is there anything I should have asked that I didn't? Oh. Or like you wanted to talk about that I didn't? Emma, that's a good question. I mean, okay, low-key, like, I wanted to, not, like, plug, but, like, I wanted to discuss the things I was involved in in college, so, um, little plug for my, for my, uh, groups at Bentley University for the Women's Leadership Program. Yes! One of my favorite people. I love, oh, my gosh, the advisors are my queens. I love them. One of them left, and I'm so upset about it, Aww. but great program. We, like, do a lot with, like, um building up confidence in the workplace and like gender discrimination, things like that. So that's been really cool uh, to partake in those workshops. I've been doing that. I do college against cancer. As you mentioned, we were doing, um, I've been doing real life life for like years and you started doing it a while ago and I just have continued it. I love to do it. Um, so I, I love that. We just did a virtual relay, which is really cool. That is and cool. And kind of something to adapt to. Um, and then uh, Gamma Phi Beta a great organization oh, my yes, gotta plug it um <laughs> but i know and as we were talking about before just like using those like skills that we learned throughout high school it's like i mean i i'm using the teamwork skills i learned in volleyball every day working i'm on the executive board this year so you know working with the other e-board members um using my people skills everything i learned in high school um has just been really utilized in all my uh, like organizations I feel and I don't know I like like we were talking about we both love we love being involved so yes. um, those have been really fun to kind of grow uh, and do things outside of this business um, so yeah those are those yeah. are some things I wanted to talk, throw in there yes um, it's oh a great my gosh, time yes. um, but yeah I always say I will love to end this on the fact that even though you know you may have like you were saying a specific goal or major there's always time it's always important to make time for other things um because you and I are both Emma very well-rounded people so <laughs> I think that's something really important to um you know try to fit into your schedule and everything oh my gosh for sure and I think it's also I we were saying this before we started recording but like how f- 
awesome it is that the two of us had very similar paths, like, throughout mm-hmm. our, you know, public school education, <laughs> but then we took two completely different paths when we got to okay. higher education. And I think that just goes to show that, like, there is no one route to mm-hmm. get to what you want or one route to mm-hmm. success or whatever. Agreed. Like, we both have very similar skill sets, very similar mm-hmm. experiences that we got from the things that we participated in and yet we mm-hmm. are conquering two separate areas of the world and I think that's just oh, so absolutely. awesome yeah I think I think the you know the organizations that we were involved with I think they did um you know the time that we put into those like really did teach like hard work um collaboration cooperation and those I think are important and can um, really help people succeed in any area like like I said even if you know we don't do exactly what we are envisioning in our heads right now. Four years from now, I think we'll both be successful. Not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think we will be successful because <laughs> we have those skills, um, which, uh, you know, it's great. I think every experience can help you get close to the, uh, you know, what you want to do one day. So yes. it's important to keep in mind. Oh, my God. We really just wrapped that up really well. All right. So that is all that we have for now with Milena. Who knows? She might come back. I mean, who knows? That's that on that. If you loved this, obviously, even if you didn't love it, uh, make sure to subscribe to That's That on That with Emma Lux on Spotify. And, yeah, we will see you next time. That's that on that.